Hello everybody, uh, just before this episode starts we have a new project on the go. Uh, it needs prompts and ideas from Pew, we're trying to do sketches and little things around it. You'll see the details about it, Alex has spoken about it on our story and we'll have a post up as well. So if you could just go to our Instagram at Media, you'll see what it's all about. Uh, for now, here's the episode of the podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bo Burnham Fan Podcast, also known as the Glassline Podcast, obviously. I'm Max Phillips. And I'm Alex Maxwell, and the pen is mightier than my parents' disappointment in my life choices. And I'm Nathan Little, and I don't have anything funny to say, so let's get right into it. (laughs) Which actually is quite remarkable, because that intro... Obviously, you guys will have just seen it, and you will have thought, wow, they, they did that with ease. But in reality... <laughs> That's such natural we've comics. Here, we've been here for like 15 minutes. 20 minutes. <laughs> it's 20. It, we've Is been, it 20? Excellent. Yeah, been here yeah. for a minimum of 20 minutes. Well, as, uh, as I, as I, I said to you I have to go guys, for dinner, see you later. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had my vaccine yesterday, so I'm a, a little on the drowsy side. Um... Mm-hmm. But that's fine. You know, that micro- I, I can chat shit even when I'm tired. Yeah, it's it true. And I'm drowsy got... every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You are so... for every podcast. But yeah, I, I am gonna <laughs> I buy. I'm here. gonna sell all of my Macs and get Windows products now. Because yep. of the Bill Gates thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Max anyway, and I have actually been talking all day through our new microchips <laughs> i've been vaccinated as well yeah Did but just we just left you me? out <laughs> we, yeah, we yeah. Just, it was, we just it was a private one yeah yeah <laughs> wait until i go all side chat yeah in our yeah, in our hive mind we're now the vax line prog- podcast Progcast is what I Prog- went to right. say there. Which I is think a we need to s- fucking swiftly <laughs> the broadcast, <laughs> like just slightly jabbing people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, watch our stuff. <laughs> Prod. <laughs> fucking broadcast. Oh, this is gone. I mean, I, is... we didn't start on the rails, um, which is it's, great. It's only fair that we continue that way. Yeah. Should we tell the people who haven't read the, the title of the video what we're talking about? No, fuck them. Yeah, the people yep, who haven't brilliant. read the title of the video, fucking fuck off and Excellent. listen to something else. I do think, considering don't, please don't. we're Stay. Like one of the, the low-reviewed podcasts on this website, uh, we are awfully aggressive to yep. our small audience every week. <laughs> it's Yeah, but it's like, no, sto- it's like not Stockholm all of Syndrome. Them. Not yeah. all of them. Just, just the idiots who don't read the title yeah everyone else is cool i forgive those who are kind of uh, no one's doing this but i would forgive it if it's a case that they're just on autoplay mm. listening to one after the other <laughs> and just... anyone who can listen to more than like an hour and a half of us chatting shit fucking step like, you, you're just great all 20 hours after today by the way because we haven't mentioned yeah. it, this is episode it's 20 it's more than that as well this is episode well, yeah, 19 isn't it no, no it's, it's episode 20. 20 excuse me yep. <laughs> have you just saved it as episode 19 <laughs> I've, I, well that's what this is going to be recording as oh, but it I think is it's cause we, in fact episode at the 20. time of recording we haven't put out episode yeah. 19 because oh of that's me. true because Alex is uh, an oh, idiot yeah, yeah, we we can go with that. That's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I went on staycation uh, over the weekend and uh, forgot to upload my footage ahead of going to it. So, and that's not uh, the first time that's happened. No, no, it's not. So any time that we don't put this out on a Friday, or more commonly now a Sunday, um, it's me. Yep. Yeah. Even when it's not, if it ever is not me, feel free to assume oh, that yeah, it is. Oh yeah, that's that's the glass line way. Just blame Alex, no matter what the problem is. It's yeah. true. I do it. So I do it this week, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the art of screenwriting and and writing in general. Why not? But uh, yes. mostly screenwriting, because that's what we all do. Um, but first, we've got a film mm. news for you. So cue the it's jingle true. and the <gasps> AB animation. <laughs> Could be finished. Not Could be. It's not yeah. going to be. You'll find out when it goes out. No, you would have said by now if it was finished. Anyway. Should we, got, should we get some? I've got some cue logo for you this week. I'll I'll, oh. I'll put you a. What do you mean? Cue the logo. I just I thought did we the just whole did thing. it. Yeah, we just did the whole thing. Yeah, we'll play the 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 jingle and then as a fuck you, we'll oh, then play the logo. Okay, right, brilliant, excellent, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yeah, film news. First one is the the smallest of the few that we've got. Uh, apparently, a Face Off sequel is in the works. Ooh. Yeah, has anyone What's seen Face Off? I don't know. Uh, Face no. on. <laughs> I, I, I haven't, and I don't really want to. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible film. But who's it's one it, of those that's got like, cult status. It's not got any names attached to it at the minute. It's just being written. But I just you think saw it'll be that the same people? Then, I mean, could you imagine? Like, Interestingly, will it be a day sequel or a remake? Uh, <laughs> no, it's a sequel. Okay. They've emphasized okay. this. Um. But modern day Nicolas Cage and Scientology John Travolta in a movie yeah. together sounds awesome, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it it'll be definitely be horrible. something. It would be something. Got Marvel news, which is always oh. exciting. Nathan's favorite. Yeah, uh, they're making a <laughs> She-Hulk series. Do you guys know about that? No, I didn't know. No, no I didn't either. Apparently, it's like already an established thing. Because um, the news is that Jamila Jamil has been cast as the villain in it, and I was like, I didn't even right. know they were making this. But yeah, they are. Yeah. So with, it's a um, She-Hulk series. Yeah, like for Disney Plus. Apparently, that seems odd um, to me that 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 character wouldn't have been introduced, kind of in the MCU before, kind of having the sort of spin-off. Well, maybe it's a way yeah. to work it in. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. But it's got... That'd be um, pretty cool. Tatiana Mas- Maslany, Maslany, however you say her name, from um, mm. Orphan Black. She's playing the okay. lead. Is she the She-Hulk? She is. She's Bruce Banner's cousin that gets a blood transfusion, and that's how she becomes She-Hulk, which is like the lamest origin story ever, isn't it? <laughs> that sucks. That, yeah. Yeah. that really sucks. <laughs> really lame. What's her name? What's the character's name? Uh... She. I don't know. She, yeah. I don't know. Just like obviously that's it's a very classic Marvel thing. The uh the the same letters for the first name and last name. Yeah. She Hulk name. Probably He's Googling something it. Oh like Bri- 
Brian oh. E. Banner. No. <laughs> Jennifer Walters. Oh wow. Cool. Okay, so not even not even close. No. A very, just just a generic name. Yeah, just yep. just Jennifer, you know. But anyway, yeah, so that's a bit of a bit of exciting stuff because, I mean, I don't want to say smashing it because I've cool. not seen Loki yet, but their um, series have been very popular. Mm. I've heard good things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, the Winter Soldier one and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's uh, I've a bit of a mixed bag from what I've heard, but Loki is supposed to be very good, and I really enjoyed WandaVision, so mm. in theory, could be good, could be good fun. Oh, could be shit. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Could be. Doesn't matter, it's going to make them money. It's well, yeah. Go on, it's yeah. Disney. Um, bags and bags of money. Speaking of Disney, there has been a an online campaign. I saw it yesterday, and I thought, why? Uh, a big like online campaign was trending on Twitter to remake Aragon. Do you remember that fucking film from when we were like... The, the dragon yep. one. Yeah, the dragon one for when we were like 13. That was bad. Yeah. Like like two kids in your class would have read the book because it was yeah. enormous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they were like, let's make it. Yeah, I, I never watched it. I tried no, to read neither the first did I. book. It wasn't great. <clears throat> but like, I, um, to see it trending, I was like, that's some significant demand for this. And I don't know anyone that cares yeah, about it. I never thought. Yeah, that's odd to me. Of all the things that could be made or remade, yeah, why are people fighting for remakes? We have so many. The <laughs> yeah. market is saturated with so remakes. So saturated, it's horrible. Really, so, like fucking. <laughs> let's make a counter protest to say, don't fucking do it. Give us something new. Yep. Sign Please. our petition below. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, link in bio. <laughs> Yeah. It's a GoFundMe as well, so just give us money. Give us give money. us money, please. Uh, yeah, last line PayPal. We'll we'll send out our underwear. Excellent. I love the Go fact you've just unworn. said we just unworn. Okay, I'm in. Assuming that we would be part. Yeah, it just it just assumed just yeah. Freshly freshly laundered underwear. Mm. Just what nice the people want. We're just basically yeah. we're just below. selling it pants at that point. It's just selling <laughs> second-hand underwear. Yeah, <laughs> that smells vaguely of our individual washing. Yeah, detergents. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dan Harmon's <laughs> written up, a Lego Batman is there movie. One? Yeah, yeah. Dan Harmon has written a Lego Batman Fuck movie. Yeah, really? that will never be made. Was he uh, asked to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he co- asked? I was going to say, co- was he asked to? With oh. um, a guy called Michael Waldron, who uh, is the showrunner on Loki, um, and I think they wrote it for Warner Brothers. And it's just the Lego property has just changed over hands to Universal. So this potential movie that was like finished script, written by Dan Harmon, Lego Batman, is probably never going to get made. Makes me sad. I would have loved to see what he would do with that. Because they mm. were sort of like the surprise. I, good I would movies. be curious. I mean, the Batman one was okay, but the first Lego movie was great. 
did you see that thing uh, last week of, well, maybe last week, maybe the week before, of, it was going around on Twitter because Leonardo DiCaprio is in that new Scorsese movie. Um, and it was like, Leonardo DiCaprio looks unrecognisable in new role. And it's just a picture of him sat next to a woman looking vaguely skinny. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs> unless it's the lady on the left, <laughs> I think I know which one's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But that's apparently uh, a western. But that's what we've been told. Scorsese's he's making western. a western. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, two hundred million dollars it's cost him. Wow, Jesus. Yeah. Already, also, for the for the video finished. watchers, I have to interrupt there. For the, I just forgot that although we're not on our webcams, my camera is on and recording me. <laughs> but I've just been like mouthing to Hannah through the door, who's just come up like, "Dinner's ready." It's <laughs> <I was> like. <laughs> I'm, I'm not finished. I, sh- I should almost be finished from when I came up. <laughs> but this, this for, for, for those of you watching this seamless, seamless episode <laughs> of the Glassline podcast, um, we can assure you this has been, this has been full of technical well, difficulties. Well, to yeah. have, a, have a nice segue into what we're going to talk about, that is the importance of structure. <laughs> yes. yes, excellent work. There we go. Yeah. I did it. Uh, Look at that. Segways are weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about writing today. Less so about uh, like particular writers, more about like how we write as like semi, yeah. not really professionals, but like, <laughs> uh, you know, we've, we've made films. As, we've had... as men with pens, yeah. we have mm-hmm. opinions. But yeah. we are writers. We've all written stuff. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, you know, it's not like we have authority, but we can talk about what our experience of it is and how yeah. we do it, which I think would be quite interesting. Yeah, whether or not also you, because, the audience, um, agree. <laughs> we're all sort of we have similar styles, but also uh, very distinctive, different styles in our writing. Like, yeah, you can tell which one of us has written something when it's passed to them. Yeah, yeah, like Definitely. some of it's good and some of it's mine. <laughs> wow oh, self-burn so so harsh on yourself so harsh I was you're a great writer to say it no ah. no you're bad at everything else but you are a great writer <laughs> you can write you can That's write it. You... the end yeah yeah oh dear wow <laughs> i'll take it thanks i think it's like uh it's um... a complice salt yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna say yeah <laughs> Oh dear. So, I mean, who wants to who wants to take the lead here? Um, I know Nathan is currently. I mean, we're all currently writing something, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll start with Nathan. Hello. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to the welcome, show. Welcome to the hey. Show. <laughs> there it is. We're doing a podcast. Um, tell us about you. I mean, you're currently working on a project. I am. The goal being feature script it is yes yeah it's a feature film based Mm -hmm. off of um some previous life experience i don't want to spoil it too much though but it's like a romance drama a bit of comedy thrown in yeah um my kind of feeling with it at the moment is it's like la la land without the music mixed with the big sick that's kind of the style that's kind of the elevator yeah i I get that vibe from from uh, what I've read of it, that's yeah, very it, much the vibe. 
it's yeah. like mostly a drama romance drama but like it's got splashes of jokes in it mm. but it's not really a comedy kind of like uh, 500 days of summer isn't like overtly yeah joke like joke telling yes it's yeah. it's kind of a, a love story drama that's kind of funny awkwardly funny yeah 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 exactly sort of that sort of vibe yeah. and, and how have you kind of been approaching that as a project obviously well, we had that call initially yeah because um, i remember you saying i've had an idea do you remember that thing that happened yeah like years ago i was like oh yeah yeah that, that could be a film i was like right basically interviewed me yeah, I was like, so tell me. I was, I felt like a therapist. I, yeah, excellent. <laughs> I didn't tell him I was writing it all down, but I got him to kind of take me through everything he remembered from that. Mm. And then, I don't know, we kind of talked about what... And then he was like, I, I want to make this abundantly clear. I don't want this film to be like that story. Yeah, it's not like a biographical thing. It's like... Yeah. It's, and it's not even like inspired by true events. It's not like one of them. It's just literally yeah. like... It's a thing that happened, and I think the story of it is interesting, but it's being yeah. dramatized to shit, and like yeah. things I'm writing I mean, didn't happen. That's exactly what happens with anything screenwriting, isn't it? Because yeah. if you're channeling something from reality, the, the truth is, it was never that entertaining, and, and the story might seem amazing, even when they are amazing, but it was slow. Like, yeah. it's not the pace that it would happen in a film. And um, it's not as dramatic, for lack of a better word. Like, yeah. life is pretty mundane most of the time. So yeah. it's channeling that. And also, you know, not wanting to just make a film about something that happened to you. You, you want to make it a bit more interesting and change well, your the thing, it's like Otherwise, you, you just, have... it's like a diary, right? Rather than. Yeah, you want to have something that's also reflective of, like, a wider experience of something that, you know. Um, fuck! I'm just gonna go into inside again. Like <laughs> that's just like it. I feel like it's a good Phenomenal. frame of reference, but it's like you're not you're not writing about your experience. You're writing about an experience that is shared. Because if you do something that is purely about yourself, it's kind of difficult to engage with in a way because it's so cut off from that you could empathize with it or like potentially sympathize with it. But it's like. I don't really know what that experience is, especially yeah. if it is like he's a comedian and yeah. he's anxious about going on stage. It's like that's part of it, but like the the deeper part of it where people can't connect with it is mental health issues in general. Which yeah, it's like by we have pandemic. our anxieties are different. Uh, our anxiety is uh, our anxieties are over <laughs> different things, mm, but yeah. we're both anxious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it it is kind of taking your experiencing experience, fucking hell. We're smashing it. <laughs> it's taking your personal experience and kind of making it universal. Yeah, exactly. To an extent. Yeah. You know? So I mean it's it's been an interesting one for me to write. It's been the fastest thing I've ever written. Um Yeah. Yeah, you you've written so much in so little time. Yeah, I think I started it um maybe 10 days ago i'm on nearly 30 pages now which is a yeah. third of a feature um yeah. 
That's crazy. I, f- I feel like the the reason one um, is because it's from like it's basically drawing on personal experience. Um, yeah. So it's easy to write stuff that didn't happen based on things that did. So it's like here's a situation. What can I do with these characters that I've created? If they were put in that yep. situation, just written it from there. Mostly it's dialogue. Um, I've got quite a lot of visual ideas that I've been writing into the script because basically I feel like I'm going to end up directing it. Um, so I'm just basically writing whatever's in my head, putting it on the screen, on the in the screenplay because at the end of the day, people probably aren't going to read it as like critiquing it and mm-hmm. trying to come up with their own idea for the visuals because I'm probably going to end up doing it myself. Um, but I've forgotten where I'm going with this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. I mean, um, conveniently, that is exactly how I write. I just write and write and write and write. And then I go, where am I going with yes. this? <laughs> yeah. Well, that that is actually something that I've kind of fallen into. Because obviously, I mean, I say I'm writing something at the moment. I'm rewriting yeah. something that we've written. Um that we've kind of discussed about the idea of kind of changing it up. Mm. Um, completely different to, to what Nathan's currently working on. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a... I mean, in, in a sense, it's like it's a drama comedy. Or it, yeah. that's what it's kind of become. Um, again, not to give too much away, kind of elevator pitch. Three guys accidentally become drug dealers. Yeah. And that was the premise... Uh, originally we had planned to go mockumentary style. Yeah, we've been throwing that idea about for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's been in the works for a long time. We've, like, written it, then come back to it, hated it, rewritten it, left it, come back to it again, and being like, Mm -hmm. oh, that is bad. Yep. And I think part of it was, obviously there's a lot of amazing mockumentaries out there, Mm. but then it was done to death. And it also becomes a bit of a crutch. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've completely scrapped that idea of the mockumentary style, which in turn has kind of changed that style. But yeah. I had in my head from what we'd written where I wanted it to start and where I wanted it to end for like a pilot episode. Um, and as I've written it, I've got to like 22 pages on it. And I'm like, ah... It's only meant to be half an hour long, like 30 pages maximum. Yeah. I, I can't get to there mm. from what I've... Because like you say, Max, I've kind of written... So I do normally plan what I'm going to write. I think up what the whole story is going to be. Yeah. Um, I kind of split it up into kind of chunks, like maybe let's say it was a three-act structure. I'd kind of go, okay, this happens in act one, then two and three. Yeah. I haven't really done it this time Mm. i i kind of familiarized myself with what i wanted the characters to be Mm -hmm. um what their goals were um from from conversations we've had um and and with that i was like okay let's get from point a to point to point b and and see how it how it unfolds kind of naturally yeah but because of that things have happened within the script that that I didn't plan to write. And so I have eight pages to work with, theoretically. Um, 
and it's not going to get to where I thought it would be, which is, it's, it's challenge because I was like, okay, okay, this is where I, it has to be here. This is yeah. where it is ending, but it can't end there. It, it, it just can't. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, maybe that has to be the end of episode two. And then we'll get to episode two and it'll be like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. More. Well, you I know? think that's kind of the thing is the, the most important thing you can do when writing is delete stuff. Um, yeah. Or at least move it for now because mm. it's all, you know, it's good having ideas and the more ideas you have, the, the easier it is to, to write stuff around those ideas, basically. You know, if, if you are writing like a series, it's mm. easy to be like, well, this scene, I have to get rid of it because I don't have the time. Like you've just said, you know, if you're trying to write something that's, it, most sitcoms are going to be between 22 and 26 pages because of adverts. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So something that is going to be that if you're going, if, if you're creeping up to that, like 24, 25, 26 pages and you're like, well, I haven't concluded the story. Then there's something somewhere that has to either be completely gotten rid of and you just, you, you forget about it or you go, okay, well, I can take that idea and put it somewhere else, mm-hmm. but it can't be in this current one. It's and so think, easily done, isn't it? Because it, yeah. you, you, when you're imagining it in your head, you're imagining it at the pace you're writing it. Yeah. So yeah. you're thinking, oh yeah, this story flows really well, but actually, it doesn't. You know, there's so much fat that needs to yeah. be trimmed always. And Anything I think I've as well, intros. Yeah. I have so much fat in my intros, and I don't realize it until I either send it to you guys and you say, or. I go away and write something else and come back and go, Jesus Christ, why won't I shut up? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is as well, kind of like, as you were saying, about kind of getting to that point of not knowing where to go next, and kind of finding myself in that difficulty, I think it's something that we've all spoken about before in terms of what good writing has and stuff that we've watched that we think is so good is staying true to character. Mm. And so because I've let, I've almost let the characters lead the story and kind of like their actions then mean X or Y or Z has to happen next yeah. rather than what I thought was going to happen next. To, it, it's been a case of because I'm kind of staying true to their motivations, other things have happened that I hadn't thought were gonna. Yeah. Um, which has been interesting for me to discover as someone who would normally plan it out a bit more than I have done this time. Yeah, I think it's good to have like a uh, an idea of where it's going in like a general sense to be like, oh, yeah. well, this character is going to have you know this lesson learned by the end yeah. of the episode or whatever. Um, mm. But like structuring out because I remember when we we've we've tried to write like web series and and you know things before <laughs> but we would like we would sit down with like almost a a table of like right well this is one a this is one b this is one c that's act one and then this thing is supposed to happen here because we read it online and then this thing is supposed to happen here and then this thing is supposed to happen here yeah and you end up just tying yourself into basically the same three-act structure story that everyone writes, like a hero's journey kind of thing, where yeah. it's like you can apply those things to many stories because they are quite similar in the way that the stories are told. Pretty much there's always a three-act structure. 
and you'll have turning points at each thing. You can probably yeah. look at any major film and go, this is the turning point that gets us to act two. And it's easy to do when you kind of understand story structure of being like, now we're going into act three and there's only like half an hour left of the film. You can probably guess where you are in a film without looking at a clock. But when yeah. you kind of tie yourself into that when you're writing, it makes it so much more difficult to actually write something good because you're kind of forcing the characters to into a place instead of letting them, like you say, naturally lead the plot along. Yeah. Now, I think an interesting... We're talking about writing, and I feel like we cannot talk about writing without talking about writer's block. Yeah. How how do you guys deal with that? Because I don't deal with it <laughs> particularly well at all. <laughs> Max, you want to go first? How do we deal with yeah. what? Sorry. Writer's block. Writer's block. Ah, uh, writer's block. I thought you said blocking, and I was like, no, no, I, no, I no. tend to do that afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> After I've written it, yeah. Um, writer's block. Ugh. Um, it's I so tend difficult. To... <laughs> It's not, I don't know if I've got a healthy answer. I, I <laughs> like I'd go okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something else. And then mm. I'll go away and write something else, like um mm. te- not technically, but like a, a different genre maybe tends to help if I go away and try and write a comedy after I've been writing a drama. Mm. Even if it's just for the sole purpose of writing to escape the main thing I'm writing, yeah. as long as it's different enough, I my mind clears. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's accidentally stumbling upon things. So, yeah. you were saying before about how your story tends to change as you write it, and you realise things. Mm-hmm. So I might be having writer's block, but then I'll be writing something... Uh, I don't know, say a scene and I'll realize something about a character. Yeah. And then that will go, oh, I can take this this direction now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like, think that's good. Well, that's the thing. It, it's almost the distraction of other things. It, it's almost like unconsciously you, th- you think of the thing that you were missing when you were sat trying to type it out. Like suddenly, yeah. like an idea would just pop up to you. You listen to a piece of music. You you see something, or maybe even you watch a film. Because that happened with me when I again. Sorry, Bo Burnham's inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's normally Alex that does this. I know. I'm really know. sorry. Um, but there's a few like visual pieces in there, like either a, a shot or like um the way lighting was used. And I'm like, holy shit, I could do something like that. Oh, in yeah. a completely different scene, like it has absolutely nothing to do with what um, he's been talking about or like what the subject matter is that's going on in that scene. But I was like, um, I could really just take that idea and write when well, I'm going to write a scene around that. And then suddenly I've got like an extra six pages of a, of a part of a scene that without that I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had. Yeah. Um, recently to get around writer's block, Basically, what I've done is I just move on to something else. The same script, uh, so similar to Max, but, you know, just move on from whatever you're doing. But I've been sticking with the same project, basically, and just go into a completely different scene. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's a pretty interesting... I I think you mentioned that to me uh, 
I think we spoke yesterday about, yeah. about that. But I mean, that's I'm I'm kind of referring. I'm looking here. I was writing a I was writing a a feature, um, and I'm looking at the date now, and it's upsetting me. <laughs> I hadn't realized it was so long ago. It was in January of this year that I stopped. Mm. And God, I've just opened it up. Uh, it was called Rickshaw, and I got to fo- I got to forty three pages. Mm, and I, yeah. I didn't even realize I'd gotten that far into it. And I remember at the time, I was writing maybe five pages a day. Bear in mind, I was working full time. So it was like, was I? Was it lockdown? I January. Yeah, probably. Well done. Um, but either way, you know, I was doing other things. And of an evening, I would sit down and I was writing on average about five pages <laughs> a night. Yeah, and I calculated it in my head. I was like, okay, like rough. I want it to be. I think this will run between like ninety to one hundred and ten pages, give or take. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I could have this done in like four, six weeks, and mm-hmm. I'll finish my first feature film because I kind of knew the shape of the whole story. And I just remember doing that for like over a week, and then getting stuck. Yeah, and I haven't touched it since the twenty ninth of January. But then you know, you know, yeah. But then one day you'll just pick it up, you know, Mm, and you'll finish it. Yeah. Well, do you want to know the funny thing about like so? You know, the same as you guys, the same as probably a lot of people. You have so many unfinished projects, and then you'll like click onto them and like start reading. You'd be like, "Yeah, I hate this. I I never want to see this again." And even if you like the idea, you're like, well, I have to start from the beginning because I'm not going to use this trash. Like, yeah, that's probably the hardest bit, I think, about writing. Not writer's block, but like almost the long term of not seeing a project. And it's like, yeah, I feel like I've developed now because I've written other things. And now this is a piece of shit and I want to start again. And it's like, yeah. I feel like that's the reason that um, yeah. short films have appealed to me more because it's like i don't have the time to like you know i'm not gonna write like two pages then come back to it in six months because like yeah you just write you know 10 pages in, in a couple of weeks and then you've got a finished project and then it's yeah. like right, well now i can rewrite it because it's a full thing yeah yeah i get that i get I that think another, i think um, you're right another thing i do for writer's block that I, i've just thought of is um i'll either listen to music or watch a, a film that's mm. a similar style because yeah. anything that i'm writing is you know spurred on by emotions that i'm having mm. at the time yeah so if i'm feeling sad i'll be more likely to write a sad thing you know yeah um and i don't know just the way i respond to music in particular I can visualize things so much easier. Mm, as yeah. as you guys know, I wrote the majority of what I don't know. I can't, I can't remember how many pages my last project's on because it's been so long since I've sat down and uh, written for it. Uh, but I wrote the majority of Into Space what I was writing, uh, listening to that Dermot Kennedy album. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because, like, it evokes particular emotions within me that can make me visualize i see the ending now you know what i mean mm. well i think i think before i kind of get onto the next point 
I think for kind of any aspiring writers or, or established writers, not established, obviously established. Yeah, writers, don't listen like, to us. Quite worse, <laughs> um, I mean, I think obviously people you don't want to get done for plagiarism and copying or whatever, mm-hmm. but I think inspiration goes such a big way. Mm, like yeah. consuming media and seeing what's out there and and mm. kind of you're picking cho- i remember seeing i know it's a little off topic i saw a an interview with michael buble um and he said in terms of his vocal style it's a mix of artists that have inspired him kind of throughout his career mm. and yeah he's, he said you know when when you when you copy one artist, it's plagiarism. If you copy loads of them, it's it's inspiration. Um, it's inspiration, yeah. And yeah. and it is kind of a case of that. It's it's building off what you feel. It's building off what you enjoy, and yeah. and stuff like that. Um. But my my next point was going to be obviously you brought it up there, Max. Max has also been working on a screenplay. Mm-hmm. I believe also feature length is the plan. That's the yeah. That's the plan. Um. Probably kind of the biggest in scale of the of the three of us. Yeah, it's quite it funny is. because like I've always been the one to sort of take the piss out of Alex for no his, planes, no dogs. Like yeah, no <laughs> planes, no dogs, no kids. Like just make so it. So he's sim- like, we're going to space. Yeah, boys. just make it simple, Alex. And then I was like, so I'm writing a space movie <laughs> that's got With space set dogs. over two different timelines yeah. <laughs> on two different planets. Yeah. Yeah. Not to give too much away. Yeah. In fact, three timelines if you include flashback scenes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and basically, how it's basically it? Max watched Tenet in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tenet and Interstellar. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, what was your question? It was, it was basically how did you approach it and how are you approaching it, you know? Obviously... Um, kind of coming out of lockdown we've all again it's been tricky because slowly and slowly coming out of lockdown and people working more and mm-hmm. having spent much time without much money and having yeah. to try and make as much as possible we've all been very busy yeah but kind of how um, have you how did you originally approach it how have things changed how have you tackled kind of similar to nathan like in a that? way of just like it came from a point of write what you know even though you know i've not been, been to, to space, space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was that feeling and of it's it's two lovers that are separated by you know space like they're on two different planets is the basic elevator pitch of it i guess yeah um and that just came from you know dating in lockdown and missing people and that it's sort essentially... of feeling that i was having at the time that it's I like was long like, distance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to write about that. <laughs> yeah. If it was in space. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, that's kind of the thing. It's like the you, you don't have to write literally. Like yeah. the experiences you have, it is always best, I would say, to write from personal experience <laughs> just because it's easier. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean that you have to write what you experienced. It's just... It could be metaphorical, like that. You haven't been to space, you haven't had a relationship in space. But <laughs> it's that, you know, it's the, the 
the long distance, basically, being in two locations, trying to make something happen, make something yeah. work. You know, well, it's interesting it, because, you know, like you said, it kind of came from that concept of dating in lockdown. Yeah. And dating in lockdown, they, you know, the other person might as well have been on another fucking planet. Mm. And, yeah. You know, whereas in the film, they might take several years to reply to your message because they're busy building a planet Space up. Stuff. Yeah. It's like the, the real life situation was they've taken an hour to reply because they're baking banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's yeah. kind of traumatizing that mm. and making it. Well, you, because you, it's. You almost exaggerate it so everyone can feel it. Yeah, because as you say, I mean, that is like, it was a jokey way of putting it, but like, when you're sat doing nothing for ages, you know, you're, you're waiting on a reply at times. Hmm. And, and when it takes an hour to come, it feels like forever. So hmm. it's like, how can I translate that into a film scenario that's not set in lockdown? But why, no. would, why would somebody be pining at their phone? Oh, well, they've not seen them in a year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was just deeply interesting to me. Like The reason I like Chris Nolan's films is they're essentially emotional dramas at the core of a massive blockbuster, whereas I'd sort of... I, I, I'd try and make it a bit more intimate. Like, yeah, one of them is in space, but like the intro is an entire like scene of an argument at a family dinner table you know what i mean mm. like it's not space is sort of more of a plot device than anything else it's yeah. just yeah. it's just so it's you can explain away why they're so far away but and the story is the characters yeah. i think you'll find like if you really kind of dissect a lot of drama it is essentially a conversation it doesn't really matter what the setting is. Um, you know, uh, Aaron Sorkin is probably the one that I've listened to the most talk about writing, and that's basically what he says is, you know, scripts are people talking. Yeah. You don't really have, like, obviously, you know, <clears throat> it'd be set in space. It could be set literally anywhere, but at the core of it, it's people talking. Um, and a lot of the time it's, you know, people talking about their feelings or not talking about their feelings, (laughs) but like, you know, that that's like the subtext of it. Like people don't say what they actually think people, you know, I think that's one of the things that's almost a downfall of some amateur writers. I feel like it's definitely something that I kept falling into when I started writing stuff was just like, people don't actually talk the way you think that they do no yeah. one actually says you know some like big ridiculous thing maybe because you've seen it in a film before but maybe there's lead up to that or maybe it's just a shitty piece of dialogue but it's like mm-hmm. no one ever says exactly the thing that they're thinking there's always like yeah some kind of thing that's masking it or there's something that they don't they're not quite letting on maybe they don't trust the other person maybe they <clears throat> have their own kind of own you know character flaw that kind of stops them from actually saying what they want to say and i think that's where a lot of the conflict of dialogue comes from in story it's not 
so much as like people having an argument it could be internal conflict of someone like how do i say the thing that i want to say right now and it can take five minutes on screen for them to get to that point because that's the kind of thing that i'm writing at the moment it's a lot of (laughs) internal stuff that's like i want to say this thing but how's this other person going to react and they're trying to like slowly break that down and being like right they were comfortable with that how do I get to the next thing? I want to say this. And it's kind of, it's almost like an anxiety thing. It's like, I'm yeah. saying, I'm trying to say this thing. I'm trying to say this thing. How do I get to that point? And it's almost like you can see the cogs turning. That's kind of what I want to do um, in what I'm writing anyway. Yeah. That's funny because I, I remember um, kind of having made Isle, Nick taking, the like relentlessly taking the piss out of me. Um, because he was like, so, uh, first short film, I was like, yeah, 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 first, first like, kind of proper, kind of a, a bigger scale short yeah. film, yeah, yeah, he's like, you've fallen into the first film trap, and I was like, what's that, <laughs> he said, there's fucking no dialogue, mate, there's nothing, <laughs> Yeah. you've written it with one person who says, fuck all, mm. Yeah. I think, he, I think he had three lines, and I cut two of them, yeah, yeah, and a monologue. he has a yeah, he has a monologue. <laughs> the classic, the classic monologue, mm, spoken to fuck a dog. Me. Yeah, I used to. And write it's something you don't even realize so that. Oh, you gotta love a monologue. I think my yeah. second year film was all monologue, all of yeah. it. Um, over over the top of a film, but it was all narrated by him monologuing. Yeah. Um, and again, just about like something like grief or whatever like I, I happened to be going through it was always any emotion was always channeled into anything I've written even from the start uh, but it was interesting hearing you talk about dialogue Nathan because I was the thing that I sort of struggle with at the minute because I'm such a like emotionally driven writer is trying not to write a fucking John Green novel every time <laughs> because yeah. I, I grew up reading, well not grew up but like you know my formative teenage years I read all of John Green's novels and mm. was a Tumblr era kid before like you know but when Tumblr was what it was when we were 16 not what it is now yeah, but, yeah. Um, like, it was like a mixture of poetry and prose yeah um, yeah. and it, like people don't talk like that yeah um, no. And I go back and I sent it to Alex or the group chat. I can't remember, but definitely Alex. Um, a few weeks back, <laughs> I found an old script of mine, and a character was called Orson Ezra Gray, and I was like, "Wow, Fuck me! <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the most lame is so John Green fault in our stars name I've ever heard in my entire oh, life." That. I remember you sending me that. I was pissing myself. And, I, and, so and the funny. first line is something like, I'm Orson Ezra Gray, and I'm not like other guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're probably wondering how I got here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, wow. a, a monologue, again. Yeah. If we could find that and, and just read it out sometime. I, I, I could, so however, I'm fairly sure it's just one long, like, suicide note, so I don't think it's oh, that fun. <laughs> maybe, uh, Jesus. maybe that wouldn't make for funny no. podcasting. No, it wouldn't. I don't think so. It's no. really, apart from that first bit where it's really lame, after that it's like, 
and I want to die. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on now, uh, Orson. I think... Come um, on now. Probably Come on the, now. A, a good bit of advice. I can't remember where I heard it from, but it definitely stuck with me was when you... When you're stuck with the next line of dialogue, because you have the problem that I was saying, it's like, people don't talk like this, what does this person want to say, and what are they actually going to say? Yeah. Just write what you want them to say, and then later on, switch it out. Yeah. So if they're saying, like, um, uh, I don't know, whatever drama romance thing where they're like, I think I'm falling in love with you, you could just be like, okay, I'll write that, and then they, I'll write their reaction, whatever. But you could yeah. write something like, I really wish you'd stay around more, or something like that, where it's like, it's hinting at the thing that they're thinking, mm -hmm. but they don't want to say it because, one, it makes for good conflict, because that's essentially what all story is at the end of the day. Okay. Um, but because people aren't going to say the exact thing that they're thinking in real life and in, uh, in film... You just write it down, come back to it later. And yeah, then you can, get, you can like carry that. on with the rest of the story. Kind of write without... the overt thing Yeah, make thinking. it ridiculous. And then substitute it with something that needs a little bit more With a bit more subtext, subtext. Yeah. yeah. I like That's that, because cool. I, I, I just like fall, into, I fall into the trap of going, okay, they wouldn't talk like this, so yeah. I write it in like my accent, in, in my kind of <laughs> slang. Yeah. And and the, or I'll do like a, I just I just I just uh, yeah or something <laughs> like that and it's like no one does that you're doing yeah. that to fill a gap because you think no one would say the thing they're thinking but what you've done is make it even less likely to be a thing that someone would do yeah yeah <laughs> I think I'm falling in love with you fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I mean that is something that someone would say that would that makes for good comedy yeah true. True. Um, On to comedy then, interestingly, because we're kind of obviously yours is a drama with hints of funny. Yeah. The the one that I'm kind of writing based off of our writing is kind of again kind of even mixed drama comedy. Yeah. And then Max's is is kind of an out and out out and out drama mm -hmm. with with lighter moments, but we. In terms of people who are listening to this podcast, are probably people who have have seen some of the stuff we've made. Uh, we are predominantly, we have written comedy, yep. And I think our oh, approach yeah. to that is probably drastically different. Um, I think an interesting one to talk about would be Lost in Our World. Yeah, in, I mean in that we barely fucking wrote it. Yeah, I mean to be fair, that's that is how I write my comedies. How we wrote that. Um, what by not writing it <laughs> just no just jokes first fill in the gaps yeah well that was essentially it like I remember with the first Lost on a World we were like it wasn't even so much jokes it was situations yeah Um, and it was just like we're gonna stick him in a situation we're gonna say oh yeah he works at an office what things in an office would be ridiculous for a wizard to, to, to talk about, like casual Fridays. Yeah. And it, it was that kind of, it was very improvised. Yeah, I mean, with, well, Lesson in the World was a weird one. So for, for context, 
we made it in about the first one in yep. about 24 hours um it was uh not a film challenge but it's like a film weekend you go to a meet up with a bunch of people and you essentially pitch ideas make a film and then show them all at the end mm. it was basically the last day it was the night before the final day when you were supposed to screen your film and me and Alex have been working on other people's projects. We're like, we might as well do something for ourselves. We had an idea we pitched. People weren't that interested in it, so we're like, let's just make it ourselves. We wrote out a rough script, but it wasn't so much as like, here's the things that are going to happen. It was like, well, this is quite a funny joke. Let's write that down so we at least have it. And then we just filmed it. And it was a lot of improvisation, which was just like, here's a funny thing that could happen. Let's go and do it edit it together yeah yep. we accidentally made like quite a circular story yeah but with the second coherent. one um we all sat down together and was like right what is gonna happen here and we had i think we just had like a big whiteboard didn't we which was like yeah yep. his um ended up being like a five-step plan that was it yes yeah, for <laughs> world domination yeah yeah, yeah. um because it's like a mockumentary uh, so he's like telling this film crew what he's going to do. He's like, step one. And that was kind of the structure that we followed was we follow this character as he does his steps. Um, yep. But that pretty much the whole um, the whole story, or at least the for- like the formation of the story was based on a joke that Max told and we were pissing ourselves for like 10 minutes at it. Yeah, but um, the sad think, thing was, it was the it fell flat. Yeah, I think we talked about it in one of the previous episodes. We did, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, it's just the the way that it is sometimes. It's the uh, way the news goes, isn't it? It's just like yeah, it's. But the film itself was funny. Mm. You know? Yeah, um, um, and the fact that it was born of that was made it worth it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think you know. There's always ways to make something funny and if we'd have had more time than we did we would have reshot the milk gag and got mm. it people people the like we did the spit take yeah which wasn't the funny bit people mm. to enjoy that the most because that I wasn't think. even in the original joke that was added extra the original yeah. joke was the red or blue lid you know like yep. um like on my planet full fat's green lid yeah um, and like yeah, which is like again when you explain jokes, they aren't for you. <laughs> it's just when like that's, said, it was that's the... how we wrote it because it was yeah. based on okay, his life is very different, but also very much the same as ours, mm. which was almost a, a way of casually explaining away why he just was like a human with green face paint (laughs) red hair (laughs) but that was kind of the thing with the first one as well it it was basically just really mundane it was kind of like and that's you know it it, it's it's funny but that was kind of the the thing that made it easy it was just like there's a random character that's been plopped in this situation but they have no experience of it at all but I mean, even in the second one, like the beginning, like he says he's doing it because it's part of his uni degree. Yeah. <laughs> like it's an expectation for some credits. Yeah. And it, it, so he's kind of talking. It's almost like the learning objectives of of a project. 
It's, mm. Rather than it's like five steps for world domination, it's almost like he's having to tick boxes to get marks. Yeah. And it's just... So that would have been quite funny. You know, like with apprenticeships, they have like someone that comes around to make sure that they, they're doing like all their things. If mm. he had someone who was yeah. like, uh, like, <laughs> like, Jonathan's going to be here anytime. And like, I've not, I've not like, <laughs> I've not got enough um, cult members yet or something like that. <laughs> That's great. I like that. Um, but I mean, but we'll then, have to remake well, it. Yep. This is the thing that's quite interesting because this is the way that we write comedy. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's it is like a writer's same. room. Well, exactly. That's that's you know? what writers what writers rooms are. You'll have a bunch of people who are funny and talented writers who will that's just us. throw things out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll just throw things out and just say, "Okay, what about this thing? Or what about this thing?" And then someone else will say, "But what about this?" And that's you build why off I, of each other and bounce yeah, off of each other. Yeah. I feel like for screenwriting in comedies that we do, we don't actually write a script. It's no. much more situational. Let's just yep. go out and film it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's gotten a, yeah, it's, it's what are the jokes? What's the what's the funny things we can put in here? Yeah, and then yeah. as I say, we fill in the gaps around it with story. Yeah, yeah, which isn't necessarily the way you should do should do it. Um, as we say, this isn't a guide. This is just short a, how we works. do it. Yeah, yeah. If, you're, if yeah, if you're doing like a short film, I think for uh, structured like series sitcoms, yeah, it's it's something that y- you do have to kind of have the structure. But like the yeah. jokes are the thing that writes the story at the end of the day. Yeah, and there aren't many things you can do that are as fun as a comedy writers' room. I mean, mm. obviously, when you've been doing it for hours, any writers' room is like boring and long. stressful and long but when you are in the flow of just like jokes coming out jokes coming out and like just stood around a whiteboard and writing shit now. writing the stupidest yeah. shit trying to and... whilst you're pissing your pants yeah mm. that's the great it's the best that's it's it makes writing so much more fun because like i say writing for me is such a intimate thing normally <coughs> Because it's I'll like sit and listen to some fucking piano music. music and <laughs> uh, type away in the dark, and Getting then sad. And then comedy <laughs> is like the polar opposite. I'm like stood yep. up, like hit me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of the the interesting thing. Like um, I'm, I'd like to hear about how you write as well, Alex. Because I'm kind of the same when I'm doing something that's a bit more serious. I'll, I kind of have to get in the headspace of it. I yeah. can't just. It won't just be like, oh, I've got some time now. I'll just write quickly for like half an hour. I have to be like, okay, I've got a solid like three or four hours spare now. I need yeah. to take like 20 minutes tops to like get into the mindset. Like I listen to some music and like start reading yeah. back what I've already written. Just really have to get into it. But like Max said with comedy, I want to be with as many people. Like I don't feel like I write comedy very well by myself. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if, you know, how I... you get into it. I mean, I, I prefer to write comedy with people, in mm. particular, you two. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you don't want to be like, I can do it myself. <laughs> I, I like to think that keeping it character-driven, I still feel is the, the key thing. Mm. Like, you decide who the characters are, and, and yeah, you put them in the situations where their reaction, their true reaction would be humorous. Like, the feature I was working on was kind of based around comedy. 
and I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying it, the kind of main character was based on our friend Andrew. Mm. And anyone who knows Andrew, Andrew is a person of great depth as a person. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, yeah, but for he's sure. also just fucking hilarious. Mm. And it's like, in even the most mundane, serious, upsetting, like he could be in in like a really shitty place in his life and he'll still make you laugh. Mm. And it's I've, kind of, I've never met anybody like him before. No, he is he is a, a force of nature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, at the same time, like I've been at some of my lowest points and he's been able to kind of drag me out of them. Yeah. Um, what, not necessarily through humor, but there's always kind of that, I don't know, he's kind of that guy who's always got like the little, little twinkle, twinkle in his eye when he says something and you're like, uh, yeah. That old Irish doing. charm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is like, but it's kind of based around him. So even though the sit, I mean, the, the elevator pitch of this is like, it, it's ghost, but funny. So his character dies. <laughs> Right. Okay. And you know, it's it's rather than like trying to get his missus to find his murderer, he's kind of just taking the piss out of her. Like being himself, he was kind of that jovial person in life, and he's still being that in death, and she's still having that kind of relationship and dealing with his loss, whilst also him being there. Yeah. And trying to fucking decide if she's going nuts or not. I'm just gonna um, change my battery. Keep going. Yeah. And it. I like to think, though I'm writing that on my own, that it's still funny. Mm. Um, but it, it, I still have to get into the same sort of headspace as I would for writing a drama if right. I'm writing comedy on my own. Um, I have to kind of take time to get into it and be ready for it. Whereas in a room with you guys, you end up just hitting the ground running. It's, yeah, it's a I mean, different that's the thing. approach. Most of the time, when we come together, we've already kind of got an established... Well, one, we, we have established relationships where we know each other's comedy style, which helps for one, but we already have some kind of ideas bubbling. Because mm-hmm. um, we talk about little ideas, and then yeah. they grow and snowball. And then it's the kind of bouncing off each other stage. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the thing, because like... <sighs> I prefer writing like overt comedies in a group, um, mm. whether it's one more person when I did the writer's room with Paddy, or mm. whether it's with you guys when we've done stuff like Lost Our World or like the little sketches that we've done. Um, those things where it, it really, really requires another person to have that engagement and the reaction, especially to something that you're saying, because it's all well and good you thinking something's funny. Yeah, yeah. just you sat at your keyboard going, yeah, just pissing yourself. Yes. Yeah, but it's like when you are sat with a room with a sat in a room with other people and pitching jokes. If no one's laughing, it's not going to make it. It's, no matter how funny you think it is. Yeah. But the thing about that is the refinement of jokes as well. So when something is really funny, you can hone someone it. else is just going to go, here's the thing that happens next, and it just yep. elevates it. But yep. also, if if you have something and you really think it's funny and no one else is finding it funny, you can 
make it funny as a group. You know, yeah. you can go, right, how can we change this to make this work? Um, You know, rather than just go, oh, it's, I'm the only one that finds it's funny. Yeah. This yeah. gets cut. You know, you'll hear this from like SNL all the time. Like, uh, the Lobster Diner sketch, if you've seen it, but it was with John Mulaney and it did really, really well when he came back to host. Mm-hmm. But he tried to pitch that in writers' rooms because he was a writer at SNL in the mid two thousands, and he'd been trying to pitch that for like nearly a decade, and it never got anywhere. And then he came back to host, and he just sat down with Colin Jost, and then they worked out how they can make this work. Yeah, and that's all it took. It was like you know, it may have taken him eight years to get it on air, but all it took was just like being relentless with it, and having someone else there to go, mm. let's change it and make it work. And I think that's important. It's finding the balance of your idea and compromise and feedback. Mm. Yeah. Feedback is the scariest part of writing. <laughs> yeah. Because it, me and Nathan were talking about this the other day. You almost want to write your first draft and it's perfect. Yeah. Done. Oh yeah. I never have to touch this ever again. Go make it. Go send it to someone to be made. Yeah. I'm amazing. And <laughs> even when I send stuff out for feedback, although I do want critical feedback, there's a part of you that the ego just mm. sits there going, Fuck yeah. Go on. Tell me it's good. But it's also because just you're so like good. you're so like emotionally vulnerable, right? When you show oh, yeah. someone you're mm. writing. That you want them to go, I get it so much. This is perfect because yeah. it almost means you don't have to like address something within mm-hmm. you. You know, if 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 like a question comes up, like why would you? Why do they do it this way? And you suddenly like, oh, now I have to talk about the thing. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> especially when it's quite a personal story to you. Yeah, like when exactly. it's something that you're like, yeah. this is something that whether you've experienced it or if it's something that's. You know, I mean, all stories are good. You know, when you've written something, it is close to you because at the end of the yeah. day, you've spent hours there, like making this thing. So to have someone criticize it, it, it's difficult to be to put aside your attachment to it. Yeah, and be like, okay, for the sake of story, I do have to change this thing. It's it is difficult to do that. Yeah. but it's also it it is the it's the scariest bit, but it's the most important bit. Yeah, oh, for but sure. at the same time, yeah. different people will give different feedback, and feedback mm. that will be complete, like about the same thing, that they'll want to go different directions. And at the end of the day, sometimes you have to say, you know what, I appreciate that feedback. Trust you got, but it has to be that, and yeah. it's gonna be that end of. You know, it's, go- it's gonna be a plane. I don't care what <laughs> you say. <laughs> It's going to be a... Pl- Do you remember how long it took to be convinced that we could use a dog instead of a cat? Mm. <sighs> Do yeah. I remember? <laughs> Do I it remember? came down to money. Yeah, no shit. This is the, f- right, this is much- the thing. It's very easy for me to be like jo- joking mad and, if- and stuff <laughs> like that because it was very easy to put myself in the position of someone that's making the film, not someone that's writing the film, mm, yeah, and yeah. being like, listen, it's just not feasible <laughs> to get a camera-trained yep. cat on the Isle of Man 
that wants to work on a beach. I spoke to a company. And but you you just weren't hearing it like <laughs> it wasn't I wasn't saying it's shit and it needs to go I was like it just it won't it work, won't work. Yeah. it will not it's work. gonna cost fifteen hundred pounds yeah is <laughs> basically the answer like the and plane like, was oh, already okay. enough like it was like okay this is our first film dude <laughs> yeah but that was again one of those you were like nah it has to stay. Mm, and yeah. it makes sense. It, it does. The have plane to stay. had to stay. The dog, yeah. Yeah. cat situation. I could wiggle on. I, th- I think having the no ferrets, like you said. I think the integrity, I guess, to stand your ground on something that mm-hmm. feels right to the story that you've written. Because yep. obviously, you don't want to have like ten people telling you ten different things of the way that you can improve your story. Because, like you said, at the end of the day, everyone's going to have different opinions on the way they think is right. You'll never please everyone. No, exactly. Please yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You do that after writing. Um, (laughs) Nice to know that's part of your structure. (laughs) It's part of the process. That's why they call it the climax. Risk and and reward. (laughs) Yeah, yours is better. We'll stick with the climax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, not that anyone is probably going to take advice from us, but like the most important thing that I've learned, again, going back to like the conflict stuff, it's something I learned from Aaron Sorkin, is um, intention and obstacle. What's the intention of the character and what is the thing that's stopping them from getting that, that yeah. thing? Um, it's the same as like Dan Harmon's story circle. It's like someone wants something, they go and get it, but they have some kind of difficulty that they have to overcome. But it's doing it in a way that's like in a single piece of dialogue to uh, the whole scene, to the whole film. So it's what does this person want in this moment? What do they want from this conversation? And then what do they want overall? And then it's kind of keeping that as the conflict Mm -hmm. that keeps the plot going, basically. Um, That's what creates interesting story. Yeah, conflict is key, always. Yeah, it is. It's a simple thing, and, and and anyone notices it. It's not like you have to be a, a a writer or a film fan. Anyone knows. It's like, hey, all films are kind of the same, and it's like, yeah, because yeah. it's like it's just like the classic tried and tested. Because if it if they don't follow that structure, they go into this sort of territory of art house type, yeah, situations and. It's, I mean, it's, I don't want to be a bit reductive, but it's almost just not a story. And at the end of the day, filmmaking is about a story and any good, interesting story needs to have conflict. It just does. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that, I think we've covered a lot. So, we have covered many elements of writing. If you've made it this far, thank you. Um, I think it's a good little this was a good uh, podcast to i mean we're pit- we're putting this out at the end of the podcast so so it really is only to the people who are still here um but we're starting a new little project and this this kind yeah. of writing podcast has has been a good way to to segue into it seamlessly i might add yeah. <laughs> um i didn't see it coming but i i should have yeah um <laughs> But uh, so we are starting a new project where we are asking you guys for 
your story prompts, story suggestions. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to give us an entire plot. Just give us a situation. Think like Mad Libs. Yeah. Um, situation. It, we're, we're not going, hey, write us a film. Yeah, write yeah. us a film. And yeah, we just want little parts of a story. Um, we're then going to go away. We're going to write it maybe like five pages each um, based on your suggestions. We're going to come back here. Well, I say here, it's not. It's going to be a separate thing to the podcast. We're still going to be doing the podcast. It's going to be slightly separate. Sorry to the audio listeners, uh, but if you'd like to make your way over to YouTube, uh, yeah. this will be a more visual project. Um, yeah. We're going to basically read these blind, read each other's scripts blind, and hopefully it'll be funny and ridiculous. It's like, think Mad Libs meets Drunk History is kind yeah, of the way that we've been We're going to kind of film little scenes from it, not the whole thing, but it, it should be fun. Yeah. Um, if you're following us on Instagram, glass, at Glassline Media, you'll have seen that we've been asking for this already, kind of in preparation. Um, Keep them coming. Pardon? Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yeah, we've had we've yeah. had a number of good suggestions. Some genuinely ridiculous suggestions. Um, thank you, Jack, for some of yours. <laughs> um, I actually want to write some of them. Uh, and yeah, I get I get messages from my friends like, "Hey, who's uh, running the Glassline Instagram account right now?" And I'm like, "It's me. You can write something <laughs> stupid you if can, you want yeah. to." <laughs> <laughs> but it is basically that. So fire us over some suggestions if we're going to be having some like in-story kind of suggestion boxes um, yeah. but even outside of that drop us a message um, we will credit uh, the people at the end of the episode for sure who have given mm. who have given those those suggestions uh, that we've used for that week or month we yet to decide how lo- how often we'll put these out but it's it's something that we're trying out yeah, see um, how long it takes us to make them, and because like exactly. we said, we have an idea of what we want them to be, but we've not put it into practice yet, so we we don't really know how it's going to turn out. We have an idea, um, yeah. But me and Nathan can now see each other and film together, so we want to get filming stuff, yeah. and yeah. this was a good way to do it. We can film our little sketches. I'll be on there, my own, Alex. But, that's okay. but but you have other people you can work with as I do. well. Like I do, you know. It's it's uh it's gonna be good. It's it's got legs. It's got legs. It does absolutely like a table. So, so over to Max with the plugs. Yeah. So if you want to see that and more more episodes of the podcast, hopefully when we can all be together again, we can start putting sketches out soon. But yeah, we're gonna we got a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Uh, hopefully very busy. So please. Please do subscribe to us on YouTube and give us uh, give this video a like. It, honestly, man, it's a miracle we've made it an hour and a half in because uh, <laughs> I'm so drowsy um, and my hay fever's kicked in as well. So it's just I, it, it's gone great. It's a combo. Um, but yeah, drop it, drop us a like, give us a subscribe if you want to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. It's Glassline Media. Although I have been saying Glassline Media on TikTok. Actually, we're just under the Glassline podcast. So oh, you can shit. find us on that. Um, I will. And yeah, other than that, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. And I I should learn the Google Play ones by now and all the other stuff we're on, but I don't use them, so I don't know them. <laughs> um, if but you're yeah, listening fine. to this, follow us on whatever it is you're listening to us on. Yeah, follow mm-hmm. us, subscribe, you know the deal, it's like, it's 2021. On the street, 
follow us on the street. Yep. But other than that, to um, our homes. Just thank you for twenty episodes and giving us yeah. your time. I know it's not like you know we've we've not like hit the ground running and been like a huge success or anything, but we have like a moderate um, amount of views each week, and we've been very happy with what we've heard back from people and mm-hmm. having people watch them and stuff. And uh, the Bow Podcast did so well last week; we were so happy with that. So thank you again, and mm-hmm. yeah, twenty episodes. It's been really good fun. So yeah, yeah. thank you very much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Of something. And yeah, of something. It will we don't know what we're covering yet, <laughs> but um we'll be uh freshly vaccinated and less drowsy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> All Thank right. you very much, everybody. Goodbye. See you Goodbye. later. Bye.